This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a pair of senators want to make sure fallen federal officers' retirement savings go to the right person. House lawmakers are demanding answers from Homeland Security's Inspector General. And the Postal Service agrees to provide more transparency during election season. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal law enforcement officers may see changes to their retirement savings over split annuities. Currently, basic annuity and annuity supplements are calculated the same way for federal officers. That lets former spouses of divorced officers receive a portion of their annuity supplement. Two senators on the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee are looking to clarify the rules. James Langford and Kirsten Cinema have reintroduced a bill that would require a court order or similar process for former spouses to actually receive those payments. Lawmakers are pressing the Homeland Security Inspector General on reports that he suppressed findings of domestic abuse and sexual harassment by DHS employees. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. House lawmakers are asking for documents from Inspector General Joseph Kafari's office regarding an unpublished report on sexual harassment at DHS law enforcement components. Oversight Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson say they're troubled by reports that Kafari's office has sought to remove findings from the draft report, as well as an already published report on domestic abuse. The lawmakers want answers from the IG by May 24th. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Postal Service settles another lawsuit stemming from the 2020 presidential election. USPS agrees to post election mail and mail-in ballot guidance on its website ahead of primary and general elections through 2028. USPS also agrees to meet with state's attorneys general to review its election mail performance and provide weekly on-time delivery data. Pennsylvania led five other states and the District of Columbia in the lawsuit. The settlement is similar to how USPS resolved another lawsuit led by the NAACP and Public Citizen. The Environmental Protection Agency is delaying plans to close a lab in Houston after shuttering other facilities. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The EPA tells employees it's pushing back plans to relocate staff in Houston to another facility about 400 miles away in Ada, Oklahoma. The agency at first planned to relocate employees no later than 2023, but is now pushing back those plans to 2027. The relocation would affect about 30 EPA lab employees and 11 contractor employees. The EPA has closed other regional labs over the past few years, including in Richmond, California, Grozeal, Michigan, and Las Vegas. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Defense Department may be rethinking how it classifies space programs. Since the inception of the Space Force, some military officials have complained that too much classification has been an issue for connecting with new businesses. DOD's top space official says the Pentagon is now considering changing how it classifies space programs and working with Congress if necessary. The Navy says its fleet is too small for its mission, but is the mission reasonable? Federal News Network's Scott Massioni explains. The Chief of Naval Operations says the service's fleet is too small to handle two simultaneous major conflicts at once. The Navy currently has about 300 ships. Admiral Michael Gilday has proposed expanding the Navy to 500 ships to meet that goal. However, many lawmakers question whether the United States needs to be prepared for a two-front war given the current landscape. The Defense Department's currently revamping its national defense strategy, which could lower the bar for what the military needs to be responsible for. Scott Massioni, 
Federal News Network. At least a handful of military academy students are facing serious financial ramifications over the refusal to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The Air Force Academy says it has four cadets who have refused vaccines. Because of that, they would be blocked from graduation and becoming commissioned officers. But a spokesman says their status could change between now and graduation day as they weigh the consequences. Air Force officials say the cadets could also be required to repay hundreds of dollars in tuition costs. The final decision would be up to the Secretary of the Air Force Officials at the Army and Navy Service Academies say they have no graduating students who have refused COVID vaccines. Six weeks after pausing the $50 billion small business contract known as Polaris, GSA is out with suggested changes. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Small businesses have a chance to weigh in on the changes the General Services Administration wants to make to the Polaris solicitation. GSA released draft updated language Friday as part of its decision to rethink the requirements for mentor-protege and joint venture bidders. GSA is asking protégés to provide at least one primary relevant experience, while mentors can provide no more than three primary relevant experience projects. The original RFP didn't require the protégé to provide any examples of relevant experience. Vendors have until May 23rd to provide comments. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Agencies spent $420 billion in fiscal 2021 on common goods and services that fall under the government-wide category management initiative. That's $20 billion more than in 2020, despite fewer awards and contracts. The Government Accountability Office says category management is one of several acquisition areas where agencies could make more progress to reduce costs and duplication. GAO says in its biannual report on duplication across government that OMB needs to address agencies' data management challenges and establish additional performance metrics to help achieve more cost savings as well as potentially eliminate duplicative contracts. Agencies and industry are charting a path forward to secure open source software. The Linux Foundation and the Open Source Software Security Foundation say the plan is backed by about $150 million in industry funding over the next two years. Goals include increasing the security of open source production, improving vulnerability discovery and remediation, and speeding up the time it takes to patch systems. The White House, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, and other agencies helped develop the plan. And a new appointee is heading to the Merit Systems Protection Board. Tiffany Lightborn will join MSPB as Director of Policy and Evaluation at the board's headquarters. In the role, Lightborn will lead nonpartisan studies that evaluate the board's policies and programs guiding federal workforce cases. The Office of Policy and Evaluation at MSPB regularly shares its findings and recommendations with the White House, Congress, and other stakeholders. Before joining MSPB, Lightborn served as Director of Human Resources Shared Services at the IRS. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.